Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I am recording this on Instagram right now as well. So if you are tuning into Morning Tea Live, thank you for joining. This is officially the first Morning Tea Live and the first podcast episode that I'm recording in my new home. So exciting. So if you tuned into the last episode, you know that I had just gotten back from this magical retreat with my mastermind ladies and had done my first shroom journey and then was home for like a hot second and then moved to my new two bedroom condo in North County, San Diego. It's a whole other world up here. Let me tell you whole other world (laughs) in both beautiful ways and challenging ways. And I'm just here for all of it. I'm so, so excited and grateful to be in this new place. I, for those of you watching on YouTube, I still don't have any decor in my home yet. So you're just going to stare at this blank wall, but we are feeling good. We are feeling grateful. We are here. We are ready to settle into this new life. And I'm extra hyper and excited today. I was just telling those on Instagram that I just signed up for this event tomorrow called Aspire and it's in San Diego. And it was just like one of those moments where just like so kismet of like the moment I saw it and my very distant cousin, uh, Jesse Itzler, who is the husband of Sarah Blakely, who's the inventor of Spanx, he and I are related. And I messaged him because I saw that he's in the lineup for speaking. And I was like, and, you know, I'd love to meet you. Da, da, da. And it's just another example of like, shoot your shot. Like, what do you have to lose? You know what I mean? So he one time responded to me and was like, who's your grandma? So we're making progress. <laughs> so I'm very excited to be in a room with other entrepreneurs and people who are just fucking going after their dreams and choosing themselves, which ties into our topic for today's episode, which is choosing you and how this ties into healing your anxious attachment. So where do we even begin with this? As always, let's begin with a breath. Let's settle in. I'm feeling so excited. I've been up since 6 a.m. I'm not a morning person, but I'm training myself to be. And so I'm a little tired, but a little excited, but a little all the things. And it's room, there's room for all of it. All right. So wherever you are, placing your hands on your heart, breathing all the way in and side out. And again, breathing in and release. And one more. And release. We are here. We are alive. There's a lot of shit happening in the world right now. There always is. And it is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It is horrific. It is just mind blowing that this is even the world we live in. But every time something like this happens, it just makes me reconfirm over and over how important this healing work is. Everyone needs to heal. This world needs healing so desperately, so badly. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but healing is a luxury or having a coach is a luxury, it's actually a necessity. 
It's a necessity to actually creating a new world where people are not murdering each other and hateful towards each other. Like hurt people hurt people. There's nothing more true than that. And there's no excuse for this behavior. There's no excuse for killing innocent people or killing anyone for that matter. So to my fellow Jews, I'm sending you guys some extra love this week and keep breathing, keep coming home to yourselves, keep coming back to what is in your power, using your voice, using your own, yeah, healing, awareness, knowledge to help shift this world because we need it so, so badly. So let's talk about choosing you. This topic was inspired by a few different client sessions that I've had this week. Um, and also just by this move, by this chapter, you know, I, I move very differently in my life than I think a lot of people realize. I'm not the most quote logical when it comes to these types of decisions. I'm a very, I'm very generator. I'm very much like I saw this place on Zillow after like months of looking and I was like, boom, that's it. Like, I just knew I was like, that's my home. And I walked in, I was like, I'm home. And my brain didn't go to these places of like, well, how am I going to afford it? It's a thousand dollars more in rent every month. Like, what am I going to do? Da, 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 da. Like, yes, I'm human. Yes. Those thoughts come up. And when I know something is in alignment, I just have to go. I just have to go and I have to trust. And I've always kind of been like this, like moving even before doing this healing work, moving to California, you know, um, transferring over my licensure for my therapy, like all the things, getting a dog, like it just, when I know, I know, and I just move and I do it and I trust. But now since doing this healing work, I've been able to really notice how when fears come up around the how, like, how am I going to afford this? How, how am I going to afford my other expenses that are raising? Like there are all these changes happening in my business right now, like different programs, different clients, clients leaving, clients coming, like just, woo, it's like this in my business. Like there's no stability right now. It's like this constant change and change is the only constant we can depend on. So we get to choose how to relate to it. So I am in the process of enrolling for my group, Come Home to Yourself. <laughs> I always have to show the tattoo because I'm a walking advertisement for it. It is my four-month group for anxiously attached women. I'm also enrolling for my signature three-month men's group program, Real Men Heal, which I'm literally obsessed with both of these groups. Like the men in the past rounds, I just, there's just no words for the love that I have for them and the work that we did together. And some of them have continued on in our men's mastermind for months and months and months. And uh, this work is just so beautiful. It's allowing you to come home to you. So I'm enrolling for both of those. I also have my Beyond Your Wildest Dreams membership. And we had our first masterclass last month, which was Nervous System Rewired. This month, I'm still feeling into the topic. I think it's going to be around inner child healing. And with all of these programs, the theme is feeling safe to choose you, feeling safe to choose how you are going to respond in a way that is aligned with your goals and values, with who you want to be in your world, with it's aligned with the vision that you have for your life. And maybe you don't even know what that vision is and that's okay. But choosing you is so intrinsically tied into healing anxious attachment because 
and really any, any attachment style that you guys know that my jam is anxious attachment style, because that is the attachment style that I have healed from. It's essential in this attachment style because the nature of anxious attachment is I'm not okay unless everyone else around me is okay. And so I'm going to choose everyone else around me and I'm going to abandon my own self. I abandoned my own self and my own needs and my own desires for God knows how long, like years and years, most of my life until I discovered this work. And I realized, oh, like that was my <laughs> attachment. And so when I actually started learning about this, I was like, oh, this explains so much. It makes so much sense. So what does it mean to choose you? It means when someone texts you to hang out or when someone messages you and asks you for a favor, you take time to just take a breath with yourself, to get still with yourself. Does this actually feel in alignment or am I doing this out of obligation? Am I doing this out of attachment? Gabor Mate has his theory of attachment versus authenticity, which is we we feel safest choosing what our attachment wants so that we don't lose them. So if the friend is like, oh, but I really want you to come with me to the store, it feels safer to just be like, okay, I'll do my homework later or whatever, <laughs> or I'll do, you know, what I got to do later for myself. And I'll just say yes to this person rather than really tuning into your body and saying, is this aligned for me? And there were so many times that I abandoned my own needs when it came to intimate relationships with my partners, with friends, with family, and I would just say yes to everything. I would overextend myself. I would overgive myself. This was all my inner child, little me running the show. Why is this my inner child? Because your inner child is the one that doesn't feel safe to say no and doesn't feel safe to say yes. Meaning doesn't feel safe to say no to the things that actually are not in alignment and doesn't feel safe to say yes to the things that are because there is a risk of loss. There is a risk of what is this person going to think, right? This risk of like judgment or criticism or, you know, whatever it might be. And so then we just say yes, or we just adapt to what the other person needs. Another example is, you know, we go on a trip with a friend that actually isn't in alignment. And then we just like, don't have a great time. And then we're just like dealing with their activated inner child but then it's actually placating to our inner child because our inner child just wants to make sure that like the attachment's okay. Like, oh, this person's not mad at me. Okay, I'll just placate to them. I'll just cater to them. So actually choosing you means, oh, maybe this person isn't in alignment anymore. Maybe, you know, spending all this time and energy around this person isn't an expander for me. We think that's selfish to think of it as like, oh, people have to be expanders for us. But we are all expanding each other in some shape or form, but we have to really look at, well, that's not true. Not every, not everyone is expanding people if they're not expanding themselves. So it's not selfish. It's actually the kindest thing you can do because it's authentic. If you're hanging out with someone like because of obligation or you're doing something out of obligation, that's not authentic and that's not actually kind because would you want people doing stuff because they pitied, pitied you? Would you want people doing, you know, saying yes or doing stuff because they, you know, made excuses for your behavior and were just like, oh yeah, like that's just her trauma or blah, blah. I used to do that shit all the time. I would be like, well, 
I understand why the person acts like that. So it's fine. Like, you know, I understand it's just their trauma or I get the root of it. And I would use that as a way to justify me investing my time or me neglecting my own self or not honoring my energy and leaking my energy all over the damn place. Like I would use that as a justification rather than me saying, yes, I can understand why this person is the way they are. And also that doesn't mean that it's an alignment to spend a lot of time and energy with them. Now, relationships are not black and white. They're gray, right? Like sometimes some parts of a relationship will be in alignment and other parts won't. And so it's not like you just have to, I, I often find that it's either extreme where people are either hanging on to things, no longer serving them, including relationships and people too much, or another way of like protecting yourself is someone who's like just cutting people out left and right. <laughs> I recently had someone tell me that they were like, cause they knew that I had ended a friendship with someone and they were like, I just thought that was your new thing to like cut people out. And I'm like, do you even know me? Like, <laughs> that is not who I am. I don't just cut people out. And I have now felt safe enough where if something is not in alignment, I feel safe enough to voice that. And I have ended friendships for the first time in my life. And I'm like, whoa, like the anxiously attached version of me would never have done this before. I would have hung on to the friendship. I would have hung on to you know, my valid excuses or justifying, like convincing myself. I don't want anyone to have to convince themselves to hang out with me or to have me in their lives. And so if I find myself doing that with someone like that's not kind, it's actually way kinder to just not be friends with them or not have them in your life or be intentional with how much time and energy you give them because you want to make space in their life for people who are in alignment. I think the thing that we get caught up on is we think alignment means like there, it means something about you or the other person. It doesn't mean anything. It literally alignment just means, is this person like, does this person fit in my current present moment life in the current present version of myself? Do they feel in alignment with the energy I want to be around are they, you know, people are in different places. That doesn't mean anything about them. It doesn't mean anything bad. It just means that you're honoring where people are at in their journey. And you also have to honor where you're at in your journey. So choosing you could look like a number of different things, but particularly when it comes to anxious attachment, it's rather like, okay, let's say you're texting a cutie and, um, the anxiously attached version would like immediately drop everything to respond to the text right away. Like, oh my God, it's like your safety is attached to that person rather than like, okay, I read the text. I'm going to like go chill, take a breath, like do my thing. And then I'll get back to it when I get back to it. Right. Like it's just a different energy. It could be, you know, if the person asks you out on a date and you have something to do that day, and you're like, oh my God, I have to cancel all my plans to be available for this person rather than honoring what you have to do. So for example, tomorrow to go to this event, I knew in my gut that I didn't want to schedule clients for Thursday. Normally I do see clients on Thursday. So I was like, why do I not want to schedule anyone for Thursday? And I, in my head, it was because I was like, I just want a day to unpack and settle into my new place which yes, partially that's true, but it's almost like my gut knew that there was going to be something that I didn't even know. And 
I had to really look at, okay, well, it wasn't even really like a thought. It was just this inner knowing of like, oh yeah, I'm going to make this work. And so I just rescheduled my one client and I chose me. That is me choosing me is spending a day investing in this event where I'm surrounding myself in the energy of other successful entrepreneurs who are going for their dreams or who have made their dreams come true the way that I have. So it's like, who do you want to surround yourself with? Do Does this person drain you? Does this person give you energy? That's what being an expander is. And someone can't really be an expander for someone else until they've become an expander for their, their own selves. Like I can't be here recording a podcast for you all about choosing myself and healing anxious attachment if I have not healed my anxious attachment and have learned to feel safe to choose myself, right? Because then you're not actually walking the walk or practicing what you preach. It's kind of just more hypothetical rather than like, oh, I'm sharing from very lived real experience and I know the shit works. That's the difference. So it can come up in relationships just in terms of like, how much are you not speaking your needs, speaking your desires, speaking your truth, um, saying yes to things that you really don't want to go to. You really don't want to do that thing. Oh, sorry. This tag was real itchy. Okay. I got it. It's my new workout top from Abercrombie. Okay. So it can come up in relationships. It also can come up in your own relationship with yourself, which is the most important relationship you'll ever have. So choosing you, for example, this morning, I was so tempted, so tempted to press news. I was like, oh my God, I just want to go back to bed. I'm so tired. I just want to keep sleeping. And then I was like, no, motherfucker, you are getting your ass out of bed. You are going to go try and find the sunrise. I still have not found it yet. Every time I try and go find a sunrise, I can't find it. Google keeps lying to me or like the place was closed this morning or it's too cloudy or whatever the fuck it is. It's not meant to be yet. The universe is really testing my patience because I have an impatience problem and making me really work for it. But instead I went to the beach and it was beautiful. And I did a nice long walk with the dogs. I talked to my sister. I looked at the waves. I got myself a turmeric latte and some eggs. Like it was just a beautiful morning. And that was me choosing me was having time for myself before coming to this desk and recording this podcast and doing my meetings and meeting with my clients and all the things. Choosing yourself can also be, I am choosing to drink the lemon water instead of the soda filled with sugar, right? Like it's in those small day-to-day moments and choices that in the moment you give yourself that valid excuse or you justify it rather than holding your ass accountable and saying, no, uh, what choice would actually be choosing me? Choosing the person, not only that I am right now, but the person that I want to become, my highest self. What choice would that be? And so it shows up in all the day-to-day, the smaller choices. And then it's also those really difficult, painful moments of having to hold someone else's reaction. So with anxious attachment, your whole fear is, oh, this person's not okay with me. And so I'm going to abandon myself and say yes to them so that they're okay with me. So it's in those moments when you have to actually express something like maybe something's not okay, or 
Maybe you're constantly adapting to the other person's calendar and schedule rather than actually honoring your own and you're valuing your own time because your time and your energy is the most precious gift that you have. We don't get time back. We don't get energy back. Like, I mean, technically you can get energy, you can feel energized again, but like <laughs> the point is, is that those two things and what you spend those two things on are so fucking precious. So if you're not feeling safe to say no or to express your needs or to express your desires because you are constantly afraid of losing the person, that is your inner child running the show. And that is why you need to join my group, come home to yourself because your inner child will unconsciously run the show forever. If you do not do the work to reparent her, to allow her to get her needs met, and that's part of the work we do is I am that reparative, secure attachment figure in your life. That's why a lot of people call me like mama goose, mama duck, because I become that motherly maternal figure to help reparent little you so that you can learn how to become your own mother. That is the beautiful part about this work is it's co-regulation to learn how to self-regulate. And it's not just regulation, it's it's healing. It's transforming your entire energetic vibration. It's literally rewiring your entire nervous system. So those same anxious thoughts, those same anxious behaviors, they don't even show up anymore. And if they do, you're like, oh, I know this is little me. What does she need? I know how to give her her needs now, rather than unconsciously projecting all that onto your partner. Like I did my whole life, real fun times for both people and choosing to relate differently. So as you're listening to this, I want you to think of maybe like the top three ways. What are the top three ways that you are not choosing you? What are the things that you're not saying no to that you need to say no to, including yourself, like saying no to yourself. Like I have to say no to myself every time I reach for sugar, or I have to say no to myself when I like want to impulse shop. I have to say no to myself when I want to keep scrolling on the phone when it's time to go to bed. Like where are you not saying no to yourself and having that self-love, self-discipline? Because self-discipline is the greatest form of self-love. And where are you not saying yes to yourself? Where are you saying yes to others? Where are you prioritizing others? Where are you adapting to others rather than actually honoring yourself? And of course, relationships, there's compromise, there's interdependence. It's feeling safe to securely attach to someone and also to yourself. So the goal of healing anxious attachment is not, oh, let me now just be this hyper-independent person. It's because that's also a trauma response. It Everything's a fucking trauma response. It's how can I be in this middle ground where I feel securely attached to this person and also to myself, where I'm honoring their needs, but I'm also honoring my own needs, compromising, choosing your battles, all of that. So a big thing I work on with my clients is holding them accountable for their daily habits for, you know, how do they want to show up for themselves and take time for themselves in the day-to-day. So every day, chanting, meditation, journaling, drinking your water, exercising, putting nourishing things in your body, being intentional with your spending, like all the things that are going to help serve you and help create the vision for your life, rather than I'm going to stay stuck and constantly choose other people. For me, I was a caretaker. I would take care of everyone else and I would abandon myself and I would just watch TV all day while I was taking care of my step grandma. 
And listen, like that was part of my journey, but I realized how the fuck am I supposed to take care of myself if I'm spending all my time and energy taking care of other people? And that was my nature, right? I thought it was just who I am. I'm just a caretaker. Yes, I am a caring person who knows how to take care of other people well. And also that was a way that I, like little me felt safe, right? That was a way that my trauma showed up in my anxious attachment with my mom of I need to make sure her she's okay and her emotions are held before I can actually feel safe. That is all your inner child. That is all your trauma response. That is all little you doing anything she can to feel like she's going to get her needs met and not lose a person. The thing about being a human is we are so constantly afraid of loss. It feels like we're going to die. And having gone through a lot of loss in my life, I've learned that not only am I still alive, I actually have used a lot of that pain, a lot of that grief to transform me. That's where we alchemize pain into purpose. We alchemize pain into creation and creating what we want in our lives. But we can't do that if our anxious attachment is unconsciously running the show or even consciously. You may be listening to this and be like, yeah, I know. I know that I have anxious attachment. I know that I (laughs) say yes to everyone over myself or I don't feel safe being alone, like really being alone. I used to pride myself all the time of like, oh yeah, I can be alone. What was I doing during that time alone? I was numbing out with TV, with food, with all of the things. That's not actually being with yourself. That's avoiding yourself. So how safe do you feel to get still with yourself, to actually be with yourself, be with your body, be with your breath, be with your emotions? How safe do you feel to actually be with your emotions, not to try and get rid of them right away, not to attach onto them to get your needs met. It's, it's an art form, right? It's allowing them to be, to move through and then shift your energy of how do I want to relate to this? Oh, (laughs) thank you, Arabella. What a cutie. Look at this pink setup, smart, stunning, and extremely on point. Thank you. Just need some decor in the background and then we'll be all set. So I want you to think about three ways that you are not choosing yourself, whether it be in relationships, your day-to-day habits, or anything that comes up, like what comes to mind for you. And I want you to just sit with this, notice if there's any emotion in the body that comes up when you think about these, think about how these things have felt like a sense of protection or keeping you safe. And then think about how are these things now keeping you stuck? and keeping you disconnected from your true authentic self. Your true authentic self does not choose everyone else above her. Your true authentic self does not allow her inner child to throw a temper tantrum to get her needs met. How many of you have done that? When your inner child gets (laughs) in the driver's seat and throws a temper tantrum, to get her needs met rather than taking radical responsibility and ownership that it is our job to meet our own needs and to also ask for those needs from other people, but we can't expect them. I had this conversation with a client yesterday. We cannot expect anyone to meet our needs. So if you're in a relationship with someone who's not meeting your needs, that's valuable information. Maybe that relationship is not in alignment. 
but you absolutely cannot project your own needs onto someone and say, well, you're not meeting my needs and you're wrong and you're this and you're that. No, no, no. That's leaking your power. That's leaking your energy. That's expecting someone to be able to give you something that they may not be able to give you rather than continuing to come home to your power and saying, what is actually in my power? What are my choices here? Have I expressed my needs? Have I expressed them in a way that's not projecting or controlling or forcing or making the other person wrong? And if I've done all of that and I'm still not getting my needs met in the relationship or the friendship or the working relationship or whatever it is, then what's making me stay? Oh, anxious attachment. That's what's making you stay. The fear of loss, the fear of actually choosing you, the fear of honoring yourself. That feels terrifying because loss feels terrifying. It literally feels like we're going to die because we are attachment-based creatures. When I ended my first friendship ever, the first time I had ever done this in my life, because I had never done that before, all of my protectors came out, all of my abandonment wounding came out. And I was like, but I'm the one that ended it. Why is all this happening? Because it feel it still feels so terrifying, regardless if you're the one ending it or the one on the, the receiving end of it being ended with, like, it doesn't matter. It can bring up all of those survival responses. And it is our responsibility in developing this leadership over our nervous system, over our inner child. It's our responsibility to understand that when those addictive behaviors come out, when those maladaptive ways of coping come out, that's your body, that's your nervous system signaling, I'm not feeling safe. And so then you get to say, how do I want to respond to this? How do I want to relate to this? I need to bring my nervous system back to safety. How do you do that? You get still with yourself. You stop engaging in all the addictions. You stop running away, numbing, distracting, avoiding. You get still with yourself. You feel what you need to feel. Life is painful. Life is so fucking painful. Look at what's happening in the world right now. There is tremendous suffering and pain everywhere. But we get to choose pain over suffering. Suffering, at least in our day-to-day -day lives, our relationships with ourselves happens because we are avoiding pain. But if we actually choose to lean in and feel pain, which is a form of choosing ourselves, then we don't have to suffer. Because then our nervous systems learn pain is safe to feel. Whereas before, if your nervous system is in survival mode, it doesn't feel safe to feel the pain. It feels like that pain is going to kill you, but I promise you it won't. And if it does, if it feels like that, you have to stay with it and breathe with it, breathe with it and be with it and show your body this pain is not going to kill me. But the longer you run away from it, the longer that you try and avoid it and numb it. I mean, the amount of times that I hear both from my clients, from the guys that I date, from my family, from my friends, oh yeah, I'm just trying to stay busy and stay distracted and keep my mind off of it and da, da, da. It's like, just take a breath. Let's actually hold space for what is coming up for you in this moment. Let's actually take time to feel how you're feeling. And I'm telling you, the more you do this, the more quickly you move through things. I had something come up two days ago after a session with a client. I've oxered my coach, I co-regulated. I breathed, I cried, I just allowed myself to feel it because it was super painful. I felt the pain in my body and then I shifted. I shifted my energy. I didn't get sucked in. 
this is, I mean, this would be a whole other podcast episode of like how to not attach to your emotions, but allow them to move through because it truly is an art form. <laughs> it really is an art form. And it's a daily practice of like, how can I feel these emotions without bypassing them, but also not attaching onto them, getting sucked into them because it feels safer to attach onto our pain than to actually allow it to move through and then come back to safety and be like, oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like actually trusting goodness. So we have one group of people that's like on one end, oh, I'm just going to spiritually bypass. I'm going to bypass all these emotions. I'm going to just think positively. I'm going to just be grateful, right? Like you hear about all these people who spiritually bypass, maybe you're one of them. And then we have people on the other end. It's like, oh, I'm just not going to feel anything. I'm just going to avoid. I'm just going to drink myself to sleep. And we need to be in the middle. We need to allow ourselves to actually feel gratitude. We can't feel gratitude if we're in survival mode. We can't genuinely feel gratitude in our body if we're running from a bear, right? That's my favorite example. You're not going to be running from a bear and then being like, let me sit on a rock and look at these trees and feel grateful. No, that's not how it works. Your nervous system is designed to protect you and keep you alive, not to keep you happy. So if you want to be happy, it's your job to lead your nervous system back to safety and then shift into how do I want to feel? How do I want to relate to this? What energy do I want to be in right now? So I want you to look at the ways that you're not choosing you. And then I want you to look at the ways that you could be choosing you. What could you be doing differently? How can you relate differently to show little you that you are choosing her? Because when I have felt that people aren't showing up for me, that people aren't choosing me, I have to get radically honest with myself of where am I not choosing me? Where am I leaking so much energy attaching on to trying to get this person to make me feel chosen? Whereas instead, I could be spending my time and energy choosing me. And what does choosing me look like? Creating my life, doing the things that make me feel joy, doing the things that bring me closer to my goals and my vision. Not wasting my time on people that, you know, I'm trying to control when in reality, maybe they're not even doing anything wrong. They're just living their lives and it's triggering me. And so I have to look at, oh, that's that's just them living their lives or that's just their own stuff. Where am I not choosing me? Where is my inner child not feeling chosen by me? So she's searching for someone else to choose her. So the more that you can choose your inner child by taking good care of them yourself, right? Brushing your teeth before bed, like self-discipline, going back to the basics of self-care and really accepting all these parts of yourselves. It is so hard to accept all parts of ourselves because we feel shame. And when there's shame, there's an invitation to look at where are we not accepting ourselves? What are we making it mean about us? Okay. Uh, I think that is all for today. Let me see if there's anything else that needs to come through about choosing yourself. No one is going to choose you until you choose you. You have to choose you. You have to get radically honest about the ways that you are not choosing you and you have to stop looking for other people to choose you before you have even chosen you because the universe is going to bring you the same lesson over and over and over and over again. So if you are ready to choose you, one of the biggest ways that I have chosen myself is through investing in this healing work. 
because look at what it's helped me create a six figure healing business that is allowing me to help people heal and create their a life beyond their wildest dreams. And so imagine if you chose you and you chose your healing and you chose to invest in yourself, what would you create with that? You are the best investment. You are the best choice that you could ever make. So if you are ready to choose you, I have those three beautiful ways to jump in my two group programs, my membership. I have my courses. I have all the things link in bio. You can explore, shop around, DM me with any questions, limited spots available for the groups. I keep these groups intimate and small so that you each get the personalized attention that little you needs to get reparented. So I do offer a free discovery call. You can DM me or apply at the link in my Instagram bio. I love you all so much. Take time to come home to yourselves. Pick one to three daily habits that you're going to do every day consistently and show little you that you are taking time to connect to yourself, connect to them, to show up for yourself, to tend to any emotions that need tending to. And that is where the magic happens. All right, guys, I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Welcome to my new home. I can't wait to set up this office. It's so exciting to actually have an office. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.